Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Headspace Podcast. This is the show where we break down new-ish hip-hop albums track by track, giving our thoughts and our opinions on every song. My name is Holden Stefan Roy, or My HSR. My name is Chris Chrome. And today we will be talking about the genius himself, your old Droog, the homeboy, and his album... Uh, fuck, what's it, it called? Wasn't it wasn't even, even close. close. Damn, I almost had that. I ruined it. Um, so this is that amateur-ass show where we break down the albums track by track, give our thoughts and opinions like I said. But I'll bring it up again to let you know that we are not the most professional people. We are just like you. We are just trying to have that conversation with you included. So if you want to skip the intro bit, check the description of the video where you can see when we actually start talking about stuff. But... Here's a good chance person coming to this review that you know more about your old Droog than we do. And the reason I bring that up is because we encourage you, our new Droog, to... Can you see what I did there? Yeah, that's right. I'm a little informed. To leave some comments there and anyone can have a little chit-chat, a little conversation. We can, uh, if we say anything dumb or silly or miss the point or etc., you can correct us or you can just tell us why you like the album or why you don't like the album. Or you can tell us about that time you saw your old Droog and he, like, gave you a fist bump. I'd like to hear about that. Or, have you seen the man do a dab? Anything that's interesting that you want to share, everybody in the comments, y'all read it when you come to the video. So, they'll just read your comment too. And it's like you're part of the video just by being in the comments. And to show how much we care, we always like to read our favorite comment from last week's video. And last week, what album did we talk about, Chris? Damn, he forgot. It was Mad Child's Demons. I, I was ready to go with it. Mr. Lindell Williams came and dropped a comment on that bad boy. And he said, this album is somewhat so-so. I feel you. It's a good album if you're really into it. Basically, if you like the first like four songs, you're going to love it. Like, love it, love it. Otherwise, you're going to be like, it's so-so. Well, the sound is something along the lines of something that I will listen to. It just needed a twist as far as transforming between his verses to allow him to be more crafty with his wordplay. However, I do it's an album, that's what he said, I can go back to and listen to kind of open my mind as far as subject matter. The songs I like the most are Follow and Forget About You. The album grade for me is a 4.4, although the beats were not that transforming, I could still live with the sound. Great review. Thanks, Lindell. We always appreciate you. You're the shit. Um, anyway, before we jump into it, special thanks to the patrons, Lindell Williams. Yeah, he's one of them. Ismail Gadamsey, Chris Prado, Jonathan Barnes, and DJ Black Hurricane. We'll talk a bit about that at the end. And now, Mr. Christopher, why don't you appease the Google overlords and tell their algorithm what album, what album we are reviewing today? Well, for today's Headspace review, we're going with... Your old droog, it wasn't even close. And the way I fucked it up, man, it wasn't even close at the start. But I got it this time when I said it wasn't even close. See what I did there? Just for you, Google robots. Okay, we'll get into the episode now. We like to start the show off contextualizing how much we know about the artist and how big of a fan we are, all that type of shit, because it makes a big difference between your relationship with the album. So if you like just listen to this for the first time and you're like brand new to your old Drew, you're gonna feel away from it. If it's six months after we've released this video and you've been sitting on that project and you got that shit memorized, you totally gonna feel different than say somebody like, I don't know, a couple weeks after it came out or maybe somebody who's been a fan for a decade and all these different perspectives change how you see a project. As a result, we like to tell you about our experience with that shit. So for me, 
I discovered your old Droog when we talked about his Pax album. That was one of our very earliest episodes where I remember being duly impressed with the man's lyricism. There are just several songs like, you know, White Guest or Rap Man. I think it was Rap Man or something. I think, but whatever, whatever. That superhero one that he did. And a few other tracks that he just kept listening to pretty much since I heard them in 2017. The ones that I ended up plusing. I, I kind of really like his style. But for me, I think I... Shit, I can't remember. It was Sean Price or somebody recently I reviewed. And your old Drew did a verse on it. And I swear, his verse was one of the hottest ones on the album. And it got me excited. Then I saw your old Drew dropped a project. And I can't remember why we didn't review it. But then... Then an, a guy dropped a project this weekend, a, a person I'm not a fan of, so I just didn't want to review that logic shit. No, I'm sorry, that Homicide song was not that good. Is that, I was like, like, it can't be the only reason. No, it's because logic is trash, and honestly, I don't know that I can get through the review without like, I can say that on a Euro Droog review. I can say it here, because I know the Euro Droog crowd gets the proper lyrics and shit that I'm going for. Logic is all flair and flashiness. I like his, his shit's tight if you're like 18 and you into some tricky shit. But I guarantee you without hearing that album, that like I just I just wouldn't feel it. I just wouldn't. And Fair. everybody who's listened to it, who knows me, has said you're not gonna like it. So I'm just I just wanted to talk about how your old Droog is that much better than Logic in my mind. Like people think Logic is here. I really admire Euro Droog's ability to write. And this is going into this project to like here. So I came into it ready to go. Because whereas Logic lacks content, your old Droog understands what the fuck content means. Anyway, I just had to get that off my chest. I, I've been waiting because I, I bet somebody's expecting to see us review the Logic album. Fuck that shit. It's not worth it. We're going to talk about a guy who's truly worth it over here. Nice. Drug means friend, if I'm not mistaken, in Russian. Don't even know if I'm saying that right. That's fine. Um, I uh, I don't know. I was just kind of excited to get to this project. I mean, I knew we were going to review it 100%. I just thought it would be sooner. What about you, Chris? Were you excited for the, for this project? I was excited because um, I kind of forgot about Droog only. Wow. It's, and it's not because he's not good. I went back and listened to Pax and I was like, yeah, I, I do think he's good. I just don't think that he's my style. So uh, over the last two years, I've been doing other reviews and all these other albums that I kind of forgot what he brought to the table. Um, just because, and that's probably just my fault, not following up and checking to see if he had any other projects or whatnot. Uh, but I mean, I, I, like I said, I did go back and listen to PAX. So I do, uh, I did know going into this project that like, I'm going to get some heavy content, some heavy bars. We're going to get a unique style that I'm, that, you know, I don't really listen to much because I feel like he's got certain ways of kind of controlling his flow. Um, so I was like, I don't know how I'm going to feel. And that's really honest just because I may, and, and I'm going to say this now, I may not get a lot of these references, nor may I understand a lot of the messages. So that's kind of how I, I and, and I know it's blocking myself, uh, but that's kind of how I approached this this time. I was really open-minded to see what I can learn from it and everything. Uh, but I do know where my roadblocks were going into this. Fair enough. On that note, the album's called It Wasn't Even Close, which means, like, to me, it just it figures, like, the quality that we're going to get on this project just smokes the competition. Like, it's not right. even a game. It's just confidence. And then you look at that 
that cover and it's super interesting first of all it's like a room shot and everything and there's some stuff happening right like there's a carpet on the floor that looks like a pepperoni pizza and it's very delicious looking there's a newspaper that says your old droog is the best because well he's pretty fucking talented it makes it makes sense you know right um there's a there's a mirror in the back with all these pills and shit and it looks like there's a girl in the reflection that we just can't see so there's some she's probably he's probably doing some stuff to your old droog you know he's, he's getting his stuff on there's a fridge open what mirror is that not a mirror in the back that's a bathroom yeah i know it's a bathroom and it's a girl sitting on the toilet it's a painting of a girl sitting on a toilet that's just a painting yeah it's a painting of a girl sitting on a toilet i don't know or maybe it's your old droog with hair but it's somebody sitting on a toilet in the bathroom it's a painting of that i guess no i mean i'm saying about like way in the back of this painting where do you see the, the green no the to the right of the green Oh, maybe it's still another poster. Oh well, no, no, that's a that's a that's a pill cabinet. And it's a little poster of a girl. Of, 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 okay, I, anyway, I thought it was a mirror. That's fine. Who cares? It's still, it's still kind of like a whacked out room that kind of just shows like there's a witch's potion brewing in the middle of it. There's a skull next to the globe that's cracked open. So the skull's cracked open. It looks like there's that pack of cigarettes from Pax right there. There's the lip balms that are his current Spotify picture that are right over there by the way that is the absolute fucking best brand of lip balm like it gives your lips a little tingly and it's very nice nice good choice of lip balm your old droog um anyway this is a fucking interesting cover like i'm totally gonna forget all about it in a week or two but while i'm staring at it, it it's pretty full of detail i mean it doesn't really say his name outside of the newspaper so it's kind of like a subtle thing well the the um y-o-d the acronym uh, it's on the the jersey with the one above it's it. Like, again, but like you know, like it alludes to what it is. It's not like so in your face. It's just like, mm -hmm. almost like you. It's letting you know that you have to pay attention to the details mm -hmm. in that regard. Off the jump, that there's going to be details, and that's really it. So I think in that regard, it communicates the difficulty level of the rap that you're about to encounter right off the jump. Absolutely, it was good. So it wasn't even close. Anyway. Um, I'm feeling a little bit peckish, I'm not gonna lie. You wanna go for some gyros? Fuck the podcast. I didn't know that the gyros poster was a thing because I live in Montreal and I don't know if we had gyros posters. That was how I wanted to start this one off. That's in reference to the line, Mashadi looks straight off the gyros poster. Remember the gyro those? poster is the girl in the pill cabinet on the cover. Oh shit. It says gyro above her head. And so that's <laughs> like a poster that was a real thing. Um, anyway. On that poster, it's like it, that one with the dark-haired girl. It says "hungry for something different," and I thought that was like if I don't know if that was like the level of deep he's going with this, but just to even imply that his his like fan base or people that listen to his music could be hungry for something different. Like it was right. a bar that required googling the reference and maybe reading the tagline to fully like right. Like I don't know, maybe kind of have to like this. It's, it's like he kind of writes in code, and you have to go and decipher it, giving it it's, more it's, life. It's mad though. Like, all right, so off the jump, it's got this old school ass sounding beat. That's fine. I'm allowed to comment. It's a pretty standard old school sounding beat. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. The real focus for me is all about your old Drew's absolute writing style. Like, he's got a calm delivery to it. Like, quiet is kept. I'm the best. But it's like, if you don't scream all the time, then it ain't the truth. There's no depth. You know, like, right. Yep. And then you get the sense maybe for where his head's out. It's like, quiet is kept. I'm the best. So he doesn't maybe brag about it. He's not talking about that shit. He's just the top shit. But it's like, if you don't scream it all the time, then it ain't truth. There's no depth. 
then if you really consider the state of rap music, and this is a criticism that I've had for many, many a year, where it's like every motherfucking rapper out there feels the need to talk about how they're the best. Like, there could be, like, 36 rappers in my local neighborhood, and every last one of them wants to be the best. And they all say they're the best. But only one can be the best. I'm not even saying anything about who it is. I'm just saying that it's 35 of them are lying. That's what I'm trying to say. I mean, maybe there's this dream that you aspire to be the best. I think. But if we remember Pokemon's theme song, it doesn't start off with, I am the best. It says, I want to be the best. And no one ever was. But that's the difference. One of those is a factual statement. But like, I aspire I think... to be the best. The other side is, I am currently the best. So when you look at a guy like Drew, who maybe wasn't going out there rapping about how he's the best rapper, and he had to keep it quiet because he didn't think it was a necessary thing, but realized that people seem to be kind of vain and shallow like that on um, proceed to scream out all the time. And then that's the only way people believe it to be true, as though the vapid nature of just saying something is what's important. That's a lack of depth. I didn't even think, no, that's dope, but I didn't even take it as um, saying, repeating, like repeating, I'm the best, I'm the best for people to believe is true for the rappers who are saying it to believe himself one way or the other like, i feel like that's kind of what he was going at like if, if the rapper doesn't say they're thing. the best they don't actually believe it i think it's all the same thing there yeah huh. you know i used to buck put my gun in the holster and step a humble man turned boaster that's bolster the rap boasting got a stable of fine hoes i'm close to my shoddy looks straight out the gyro's poster. Remember those? Now, so I'm just trying to like read it up to you to show you his rhyming is impeccable. When I say impeccable, I mean this guy is a writer who can who can like follow the sentences in order, make like multi-line bars that like almost have a punchline like a comic. He's got the ability to make the entire thing flow proper like he's straight out of a Wu-Tang or something. Straight from that New York sound, in my opinion. Um, he's just fucking dope. Um, and he, he really has, like, this sense of fucking deep intelligence and shit. It's like, check this. Um, no one can mess with me. They fetishize over the text. Like, what's the recipe? Not knowing it's encoded in keyboards with encryptions. And fuck rap genius. That's the website I have open right fucking now. Um... <clears throat> Fuck rap genius if your herbs can't overstand the diction. Now, I know what overstand means because that's the gospel of hip-hop by KRS-One, that brown one. Uh, he has a whole section on overstanding, which is to basically go and get the deeper fucking next-level meaning behind some shit, the diction. So the idea here is that if it requires you to click on the fucking annotations to understand the meaning of the lyrics, rap genius is diluting the interpretive nature of a listener's kind of ability to do it in the sense that like i watched a video that was talking about how handwriting you retain more information because of how your brain just processes shit so i have to focus more when you're handwriting you have to focus less when you're typing because of that you your brain remembers the significance of typing less than writing and you remember less information it's this type of shit so your old joke the reason i'm able to interpret this shit is because i didn't just listen to the song at once 
I listened to them like five, maybe six times, you know, just to make sure I understood the lyrics because the first few times you hear it, it's just words flowing. But then as you're listening, you just hear little lines like popping out and boom, boom, boom. So when I thought about that rap genius line, the superficial thing is maybe you have to like not have the lyrics up. Well, if that's your point, you're all droog. I need the lyrics up for this reviewer thing because I got to quote shit and I am just can't remember it all. Sorry. Like I feel, but, I feel but when like... we talk about the annotations feature, I'm like pretty up with him and then he goes but then he follows this up with the diction of selling handwritten transcriptions even then they might as well be hieroglyphics so I'm wondering if maybe people actually just put his lyrics up wrong and shit and so he's just like listen if that's what you want pay me I'll give you the fucking lyrics well I don't want to do that you're all drug I just want to quote them in my fucking review but as far as the interpretation of the lyrics goes I totally appreciated this either way I believe this whole song can be some Summarized as your old drug is the shit and y'all basic, but like proving that motherfucker. Like, what's wrong with this? Nothing. Every line is flawless in terms of his delivery. Every line sounds fresh in terms of his delivery. Every line has a bigger meaning. It all ties into the same core concept. Even the rap genius line, it's just so relevant and fresh. Like, this is an actual thing that's going on. Like, I'm not going to assure you, because I'm one of the motherfuckers who transcribed one of the songs on this project on Rap Genius. I fucked up some of the lyrics. So maybe you're all drug. If you put them up, it would but be so cool. I'm just throwing it out. Like, it is an unreliable source. I'm not a reliable transcriber. I just brought out a bunch and said fuck it i'll copy and paste what i put onto genius so you gotta just imagine it's just regular people who fuel a lot of the site especially on the underground because the genius employees aren't clearly fucking doing your old droog anyway that's all sorts of tangential bullshit i really like this song and i think that as you'll come to see this is a fucking um consistent shit i know you want to talk about the drake part so i'm gonna leave that for you what Drake part? He goes, God's plan, God's plan. Oh, no, I don't care about that. I was what? actually... What? Then I'll talk about the Drake's part. <laughs> like, I, I got it. Or I thought it was cool, Yod's but plan, I didn't... Yod's plan, you know, it just kind of sounded like God's plan. Yeah, God's I, know, plan. I know what it sounds like. Mortals in a crowd want to touch the God hand. And from that, I'm thinking more of that, like, 5% or side of God. Like, I am an inspired person and all that shit. Even in that book, he talks about how through hip-hop culture, you become a God and shit. It's super fascinating mind trip shit that I'm not yet qualified to explain still it's so good it's just pointing out how he's the real and drake's not the real which i can respect but drake's from canada and owns the charts so team canada what all right 4.5 on 5 next level shit i was that excited i just had to go all right chris you covered all the lyrics i highlighted so with that um i don't i don't really have lyrics to quote from this song um he's good he's got a crazy like way of writing which just kind of takes you into like this like flow that he just brings you into um something that i wanted to meant, uh, talk upon was the the rap genius line um for me i think it's really just when he's talking about like interpretation it's like just the annotations for me I think I agree with the fact of having the lyrics up. I think that you should have your lyrics up if people really want to read them and go along with them and do what you got and, and, you know, try to figure out what's going on. Well, I mean, just to play devil's advocate, why shouldn't the person just listen to what he's saying? I'm not. I'm, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. But, but, I I think. but you just said you should have the lyrics up. Because for me, 
So for me, for me, I so let me rephrase that. For me, I would like having lyrics because I like to follow along with the lyrics and read along. But I should also be able to listen and enjoy it as well. What I'm trying to say with the annotations is that when we started doing the reviews, right? At one point, I felt like the annotations for myself, right? They were what the line meant. But it, it didn't mean... Oh, my mean, gosh. Yeah, even if it was deadpan wrong. Right. So, for me, I started kind of turning around and be like, it doesn't even matter what the annotation says, whether it's right or wrong. It's still how I interpret that line. I like that line, not because there's an annotation, but because I enjoy it. So, I think, for me, that's what I took away with that line from uh, from uh, your old Drew is because I feel like maybe people do that and they, they build off their own concepts off of what other people think instead of just really going like oh i feel like this song is this which i i kind of believe music was intended I mean, for that reason and there is the argument to be made that like you rely on the lyrics like i have the lyrics up on genius be, like when i go through my album reviews not because i really read it in fact i'm usually don't even look at them unless like i've listened to a song two three times and i'm like oh shit i really i just scan the lyrics real quick get a quick point of it but mostly i like having the lyrics for this part like when we're talking on the camera and it's impossible for me to remember everything so it's really just handy it's a handy tool but i remember when i started reviewing i did read along first a lot more as i was listening to the songs and then somewhere along the way my ability to overstand and i use that word deliberately um kicked in and so now i listen a lot and honestly i might just look at the lyrics on my last listen of the song just to see if there's something like i missed you know just to verify because this is a review and i don't want to look stupid but i i find myself like having transitioned past it so there is something to be said about not having lyrics but on the other hand just to counter that point to show how complex this is is something i think about a lot if you look at the volume of music that gets put out on a regular basis, as much as in an ideal world, your fans is just going to bump your shit all day. I mean, there's like at least going to be 15 rap albums this month alone and just the mainstream enough for us to have heard of it, let alone your local scene, let alone all the scenes. So with the sheer volume of music that comes out every week, it's kind of like genius is a good way to like again facilitate the experience is it optimal no but anyway i, I know for y'all it might be a little bit boring but it's just how complicated i think this conversation is because both sides have very good points to me i'm totally on team genius because I'm, I'm a reviewer and it helps my life i digress um just before we move on um i overall like the song um, I like what he does on the track. I like how he presents it. I like how he takes it, how, how it kind of takes me away from reality. Uh, but the song did land a four on five only uh, for me. I felt like the bass was just way too much. Like it, I felt like there was just this heavy amount that just kind of overpowered the entire song. Um, but that's really it. All right. The next track is RST. I recently recorded an hour and 48 minutes after editing video by myself, so I can just keep talking all the time. Chris, why don't you give us your thoughts so that I don't steal all the lines and stuff again? Uh, RST was different. Uh, I kind of liked the beat a little bit more. Um, in a way, I feel like the overall kind of message is like he, he's kind of presenting the support of his fans. Uh, he's kind of acting as a fan, trying to like support him uh, in a way. So 
the reason why I say that is like in, in verse one, Drew kind of breaks down how uh, I feel like his fans are shocked that people don't really see him the way they do. Kind of like they they're not he's not really like at the top of the peak. They're not he's not endorsed yet. Uh, so I like how he's kind of embodying that. He's giving us the outside perspective that kind of happens to the the experience that happens to him when he's either like walking through his city or you know kind of going home or whatever after being on tour. And it's like people are just kind of still shocked and i guess there's like that that i guess pride that he has in his voice a little bit like yeah these people actually think i'm fucking dope like i should be out there so that was that, that was pretty cool that I, I understood from the first verse uh now in the second verse um doom comes in and that and and that was really cool because they kind of sound like they feed off each other the way they rap the way they kind of spit bars like they are very deep lyrical new york sounding motherfuckers right uh so doom says something uh that really kind of stuck out and i felt like he was kind of going after like the younger today's rappers uh yeah stay home sip mixed rugged chicks love it baboon rap baboon rappers illegitimate um, mimes and muppets yucked up the game little pig swines mcnuggets get the yap back smack them spit shine your mullet so like, why is that young rappers no it it i feel like the whole the whole verse kind of is about like them being different than today's rappers uh mixed rugged i feel like that's lean at home yeah staying home sipping mix, ru mix rugged chicks love it baboon rappers mumble rappers uh illegitimate mimes and muppets industry plants and people copying each other to try to be the next big thing all the all the so the it sounds copycats. to me like it's not just young rappers it's the industry and a shot at how disgusting fucking chicken nuggets and shit look have you seen the pink slop ass things i don't think oh, i can yeah i don't yeah. think i can really do nuggets no more nor chicken breast and frozen shit i gotta look at it just picture it so uh, i believe you're right don't get me wrong mm -hmm. but i just think it's broader it's the industry and all these various aspects of it like the lean and the, the fake shit fucked it up like looking at that pink shit fucked up chicken mcnuggets like forever and mcdonald's has great fucking mcnuggets they're like crack they're so good but that shit's gross now anyway go on well uh you know at one point he also kind of follows he kind of follows up and something else was like um um spit shine your mullet clowns and clown uh clowns and clones sneaky as skull and bones wiretaps bugging phones key to a oh dozen gosh, homes. That's a, do you realize how good that sorry i don't mean to cut you off that sneaky as skull and bones line is because the skull and bones society's yale's fucking secret uh society thing that people just don't oh fucking good shit man see so i didn't catch that reference to me it was just like um the wiretapping bugging phones i feel like that's just i don't i don't know if that was like a government or political thing like the fbi is following us and all this shit but i felt like he's kind of making a really technical nah, the thing fakes like, are running through it and this way these plants and shit you're right right but that's what i'm like like but i i, I i'm saying like on social media like when they're on live stream and they're on insta story and all this it could stuff. also be like i come into your crew we're in a studio together and right i'm just like because in person with keys you to a dozen homes they move in all amongst us until their cover is blown so it's so even that right there, he kind of follows it up like, yeah. So you could be at a party one day chatting up with some dude, do 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 do. Then like next thing you know, you find out he's a fake rapper. He's not even part of a gang. He's like a, you know, he's snitching. He's all this shit. So like that, that's something that really stuck There's out. There's definitely really a cool. rainbow-haired rapper we can all think of. That's true. Oh <laughs> uh, Jesus. Um, 
And then, uh, oh, did I not, did I not quote verse three? Did you skip over my coming? I, I think that's I, okay. You I also didn't quote anything in verse one. That's I didn't. Uh, yeah, and hold in verse up. one. For can Drew, I just say for go, go, go. for verse one? If I can speak candidly, I give him the beats. Because first 20 is right. Hey, we've been waiting on you. Must be hating on you. Them clowns shook if they don't want to endorse you. Mad because you're on the heels of horseshoes. So it's kind of like his fans looking at him like, yo, where you at? Are people not backing you up? Fuck right. that. Condo us and shit. And he's like, yo, I thought it was good luck. Cassius don't want to get surpassed. That would suck. And then you get this little thing where maybe the bigger, big, like, names in hip-hop don't want to put Droog on because... Drew will smoke them. Like, there's, right. I don't know that there's that many that can compete with Drew in the game. I'm going to be real with you. With that level of wit that he's got and reference-driven shit, it's fresh. It's like, and he's not arrogant with it. He's just fucking real with it. Here's an example of how much I fucking like it. You, you skip ahead a little bit. So, Cassius, uh, don't want to guess your past. I would suck. Oh, shucks, what a bummer. If I can speak candidly, I give him the beats. Single-handedly, like Def Leppard drummer, pour some sugar on me. Because single, so single-handedly, he's handling shit like Def Leppard's drummer, who was one-armed, and then pour some sugar on me is a Def Leppard song, and it fits. Get the bougie bitch on the hood, booger on me, from your niece to your auntie, sister to your mommy. These old references like Def Leppard and shit, mm-hmm. are pulling back to what just happened. Oh, like your grandma loved me. And that's dope. Not even slide through her crib with a box like a diva reserve. Anyway. Like it, even the, he continues with all of the old. It's just it's just fucking great, man. And that's what I like about your old Drug in particular, because Doom killed it. Don't get me wrong, Doom is just as good, but like Doom has more of like a politics message there. But I feel like your old Drug is able to just take an abstract theme or any theme and just run references for days, where you really do have to sometimes sit there, think about it, and decipher. And if you're not willing to do it, and you could say the same thing about Doom, if you're not really or Aesop Rock on that matter. If you're not willing to sit there and break down their fucking lyrics proper, it's just gonna go over your fucking head and it's gonna be kind of boring. I feel like, how do you feel? My comment, yeah, I know you didn't well, quote anything. I, I did, because I'm, I'm looking at the lyrics on Genius and there is something that I, I did like. When he went, uh, I told you I would bend you like light through a prism. Um, Pink Floyd reference, and then I told you I would send you uh, like like send you like a kite. You wouldn't listen. I told you I'd be in and out of your life. You couldn't picture. I just really thought that was cool. Like the way he put that together and the way he used like these different references to kind of just be like, I warned you, you didn't want to do it. I was kind of honest and stuff. That was something that was really cool for me from his uh I mean, his verse. I like his verse, but let's be real, it is inferior to the other three verses on this project. I'm kinda glad it's a little short and Drew kicks back in. But Fair it's enough. not like it's it's not like it's bad. That's not what I'm trying to say. I'm saying it's inferior to these two legendary figures next to him. It's kinda like hard to just shine in a, even if Matt Comey no, no disrespect. Like, for real, I don't mean no disrespect. It's not a bad verse in any means. I really like to smear the Kool-Aid, your heart pump on the door like Passover. And that's an interesting rhyme, right? Because smearing the Kool-Aid, as you know, kind of just pictures like Jonestown and people being fucking indoctrinated and shit. But also, in a sense, taking your blood from the heart pump and putting the sheep's blood over the door arches was the move of Passover. And the way that those lines connect is just as brilliant. Just to show you, Matt Comey's not bad. Okay, just to show you, I'm not hating. Um, you all drug though. Fourth verse, you had quotables, I believe. No, not for the fourth verse. It's a great fucking verse. Um, Does it sting? It's I felt like, for me, I just felt like the fourth verse was kind of like, I'm king shit. 
but not in like a cocky type of way it was just like we're good this is what we do kind of like just giving his little is, energy man. out there all that boom bam bip bop bang swing pong then i bang on my chest like and then you get sean price king kong king kong king kong in the place i really like this track this was nice um i'm not gonna lie the beats on this might be my biggest like i'm not 100 sold on it right these are not beats that these beats are, are very well made and you can vibe to them but i feel like across this project the beats are very similar and if you were to ask me to just randomly pick it on the beats i would have trouble identifying what songs they are no disrespect intended um i like the construction of it but i think the lyrics are like stellar and maybe over different sounds i would like it even more so i'm giving it another 4.5 but lyrically it's a five but like all in it's a 4.5 i gave it a 4.5 as well i thought it was good all right all right the next track is called tried by 13 vaclav haval it feels like again your old drug is legitimate and authentic he makes the real money you do not make the real money not just make the real money took a look at the books what a surprise to find said i make more money in my sleep than your rise and grind he's got money coming in 24 7. like the residuals and shit off of his projects and his other efforts and stuff in life whereas a lot of people might be a little bit fake like i got the bag yeah i got the bag i'm not saying migos in particular isn't rich i'm saying that there's a lot of guys who might be talking about having a bag or driving in certain rented cars or wearing a bunch of jewelries and shit. But well, actually, I wanted to quote that. 40 racks and then some. Somewhere eating dim sum. Why spend it on some goofy ass chain with an emblem? Lack of fucks to give, still try to be productive. Droog ain't a loud mouth, a loud mouth or a gossiper. No, just lay low and you'll prosper. Extra ex existential dread ain't nothing but a Rasta philosopher. Listen. That was dope. I mean, it, it, the whole song kind of flows through with like, right. what do you do with your money? How are you living like this? Like, right. it doesn't make any any fucking sense. Um, get those checks out like Vaclav Havel, just to say he was the last president of the Czechoslovakia. And, you know, get the checks out but like that guy because he was the last thing. Um, see, a Google annotation helped me with that, but I would have just Googled the line and come to the same conclusion. So thank you, Genius Annotations. Nee, 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 nee. Um, anyway, the whole song is just fucking ridiculous. I feel like I, there's one word to really describe this project properly, and it's consistency. So like, if you were not down for the first two songs, I can totally understand how you're maybe not feeling this. I can also understand that if you're not catching the references this will all just kind of sound the same to you so like if you're a little bit newbie or on the hip-hop side and you haven't really gotten into the denser lines and the deeper shit and that's no disrespect pop hip-hop does not encourage that level of thinking um i could see how you might not realize maybe how fucking actually well written this shit is but this guy writes like a dude who reads a lot of motherfucking books in a literal sense I mean, like, I really like the line. He goes, your career is somewhere with cannabis. Where are you going? Running 20 miles in soft sand. I mean, it's jogging in place and I will eat your food, but I ain't got no dog in a race. Hey. 
and it's pretty fucking good like when i think of cannabis i picture that battle rap he did where he read like the poetry after i think i think that's cannabis that did that i hope i'm not otherwise no, really stupid. go to the eminem and cannabis beef and how he lost no but it was something else i'm pretty sure um anyway i'll, I'll google it uh, in between songs and correct myself if i'm wrong i'm pretty sure he like embarrassed himself but like really he's a lyrical dude but like where the fuck's his career at honestly i mean everybody keeps telling us to review cannabis i'll review it what What's the new cannabis album I listen to? I don't know. But my point is, where is his career at? I don't know. It's not popping. People don't go out there and talk about him. The only people who tell me to review him are like the old heads who really care about lyrics. Like, there's a high percentage of y'all on this channel who might care about that and be like that. But in life, it's not popping like that. So it's a pretty cool line, in my opinion. Overall, it's just fucking proper. Um, I really, really also enjoyed... Um, I would spit on you, put hands on you, but I don't want your dirt on my mittens. You know what? Matter of fact, y'all forgiven. Greedy fucks ain't always want more than is given. And then that's an interesting line because it shows his moral and ethical stature. Like, look, y'all piss me off and y'all are a certain way. But if I come and harm you or I go out of my way to wish bad things upon you, technically I'm sinning and I'm doing the bad things. So you know what? What what are you supposed to do for your enemies? You're supposed to be fucking kind to them and shit. So he goes and forgives them and washes his hands of it all and just kind of does the kind thing to his enemies. It's just deep as shit. And then there's like this little skit at the end with the radio call-in where obviously it's some kind of opinion piece thing and like the comment the 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 caller is like you guys just say shit and he's like yo i will listen to like any actual like argument that you have against my opinions and what i said here i'll listen to any of it and i'll rebut and we can have a real conversation but if all you're trying to do is just insult me you know what the fuck you're just wasting everybody's time it's kind of boring and then the guy gets flustered and dips out and that's just kind of how the song ends and you can kind of see how that skit is basically saying yo if you don't like what i have to say you better come back with a proper fucking argument don't be coming out with your shallow fucking insults and shit overall the beat was on par with the other two beats in my opinion uh the lyrics are on par with the other two ones it's a 4.5 it's just really great, solid, lyrical shit that makes, like, from the lyrics perspective, I'm, I'm, I'm tripping. It's so good. Okay, um, so I didn't like it. That's fine. Not in, like, a really bad, bad way. I do like, um, I do like some of the, some of the lines that he spit. I put out that 40 tracks right the 40 racks line uh but really what killed it for me was the beat i didn't enjoy it at all um i the trumpets were annoying the wompy sound was echoing um i don't know like if it's a theme on the album or something but i'm hearing like his voice is very clear when the beats are not overpowering his voice i feel like there's certain certain volumes on the, the the instrumental that's just taking over the lyrics and not to drive home the point but if that's going to be the case i would like to have the lyrics up so i can read along sometimes Bruh, listening to this you just gotta listen to it i mean yeah I, I get it but like for me personally it's just sometimes i'm like yo i can't get past this this particular sound like i can't get like i don't know like i just can't like i just hear it so fortunately the song kind of hit a 3.8 um Damn, that's not correct. I mean, you can feel what you want, but yeah, Chris is I know. wrong. I probably am wrong, but I, yeah, no, the beat really killed it for me. Like, really right. killed it. All right, you know who's not a hater? 
Ooh. Eddie Murphy, and he lived at fucking Bubble Hill. So once upon a time, cannabis and disaster had a battle. And yeah, he did pull out the notebook and read some poetry when he wasn't ready to fucking rap. It was, it was, it's a good video if you haven't watched it. It's fucking weird. He's like, you guys mind? Mind if I read some poems? And it's like a fucking rap battle and everything. And it's the most painfully awkward thing to watch. So it was, it was cannabis. That, that. So anyway, just, just to throw it out there. Um, so I listened to the Eddie Murphy's Bubble Hill song because it was linked. And it's six minutes of fucking Eddie Murphy and he's a great singer that song's trash in my opinion but bubble hill is eddie murphy's fucking mansion uh apparently it featured bowling alley recording studio 13 bathrooms it was a very exciting place but the idea is for this song and we see that right at the beginning if you don't know better dudes will think you ha- have you think struggling is cool it's not fucking cool i hate struggling i want to not struggle anymore i will keep struggling until i don't have to struggle no more but yo, you don't have to, like, struggling should should not be a thing to aim to. Like, you don't need to struggle to create art. Sure, a certain type of art requires struggle, but, like, there's other paths in life. So it's not cool. It's an unfortunate thing that happens to people. But when I write a bar, I can already see my dream. Car in a pool in the backyard. What the fuck is a carpool? Great line. So basically what he's trying to imply here is that when he's doing this, he's picturing something fucking better than what he has. And then I thought to myself, on top of this song being full of Eddie Murphy references, right? And it really, really is. Um, and I didn't know that, so Genius helped me because I'm not the hugest Eddie Murphy fan. Thanks, Rap Genius. I wasn't overstanding this one, but basically you helped me. I- I'm just having fun with that. But um, ultimately, the idea is if you're going to be writing a song about like material wealth and things like that, and you're doing it from the perspective of I don't have it and I, I aim to acquire it, it's so cool like all of a sudden i want droog to get rich too and get that house and shit whereas when you have your average rapper who can write the same song in in a sense where it's flossy and etc because they're putting it from the context of they already have it i look around my two-bedroom apartment that i own no property on and i'm like fuck you yeah, I know you want to fuck my girlfriend, smoke better weed, and pay for hoes and shit, but you're not cooler than me. I listen to your old Droog, and I can almost relate to the struggle and the cleverness and the desire and shit, and that is really a big difference. So in a sense, not only is your old Droog the shit, but the reason that these rappers can't do flossy tracks with him is because he can sound cool doing it, whereas they, they just sound annoying. I know you want to talk about this one. It's clicking. Money in my name like ASAP. I've been this way since Yams was managing me at 15. Y'all Dodgers and Martyrs, you know, because ASAP and yes, probably yeah. Switch's style wants to hit the scene. I, I don't know if ASAP Yams was, man- was managing him. I don't know if, if that's what that line implied. But either way, or maybe that's just his people. I mean, yams. Like, there's only one Yams that I know of in the I don't know yams. Who? ASAP Yams. The I don't guy know of any other Yams. I, either way I, I didn't either way my point is that's a dope line and shit i mean the dollar sign kind of gives it away they like, I assume i don't know if he was literally talking about him or if that was another pun because it's very layered writing and sometimes Fair. some shit goes over my head and whatnot Fair. um i mean you got lines like love to trade places and play alongside Ackroyd, the golden child with these joints that cleverly kill stop but who's supposed to be beverly hills cop that's a great movie everybody just gonna throw it out there more characters than coming to america leave and come like back like boomerang loser start another rumor dying now they saying i fuck with feet 
which is again a whole Eddie Murphy plotline shit. Coming to America is a movie, and Boomerang is the joke. Or right. His mother or his mother and grandma used to whip the. You know, and then I, but it's also like what's cool about it is he's almost describing his relationship with other people using all of this as references right. to describe it. Drop delirious and raw, asking why I don't do more when you've done enough. You can afford to do little, and that's an interesting point. So if you even think back to fans being like, "Yo, you're old Drew. When you drop in the next party, he's like, "Yo, I already did it." I put out some dope shit. Why do I have to make another album? Which is an interesting perspective. Just like Eddie Murphy dropped two of the greatest things of all time in stand-up comedy. Like, why are you fucking pestering the man? Appreciate what the fuck you have is a way to look at it. Right. Anyway, this song is just as good as everything else on this project. It is equally as consistent. 4.5 on 5. So... Um, this song kind of reminded me of Headstone from Flashbush Zombies, um, the way that he kind of used a lot of Eddie Murphy references throughout the entire track, uh, like skits and movies and stuff like that is kind of the same way that Flatbush, uh, they use like titles of songs and hip hop references to build a song as well. Um, and I'm pretty sure I've heard it on some other rappers too. So it, it felt very authentic to me a little bit, something that's like part of the hip hop culture that they do. So that's something that was really cool that I got from this song. Um, honestly, that was pretty much it. Like I don't actually have much else besides that. I feel he, he's kind of like flexing and chasing his dream uh on this like he's kind of giving us this perspective of this is what i want this is what i want to do this is how i'm i'm going through uh you know the different motions um but i mean it was it was okay it wasn't really something that kind of stood out stood out to me that much i left it with a four all right the world's about to end because chris keeps giving bad grades so this beat's kind of ominous sounding but still in the same vein of that old school traditional hip hop kind of nice sound of like lyric driven hip hop like it's the kind of minimalistic side of beats that are there with the intent to give the rapper the opportunity to shine like it's not i mean the production is excellent you totally vibe to it i'm not trying to take away from the production in any kind of significant way i'm saying that sometimes the production is beyond stellar um, this is great production it's not beyond stellar production in terms of like the sound that they're going for here uh, i apologize if that offends anybody however it really does its job of letting the, the lyrics pop out but i want to skip ahead to the outro of this song when you have bill cosby talking about his sauce that um appears to make everybody a little bit horny and shit and he's talking to the lady uh, how he's got a bottle of the sauce ready to go right now and when you listen to that with the ominous fucking dark ass fucking lyrics liquor no no it was sauce barbecue sauce this is from an episode of the cosby show does does okay because i'm pretty sure yeah no I, I know the sauce but i was pretty sure like he kind of alludes to like he's got well, one like one fermenting upstairs or whatever well yeah but it kind of sounded to me like that sauce was like yo we'll, we'll have that same barbecue right. sauce and we're gonna get ready to go right. but then you picture what cosby's sauce was in real life and you're like Ooh. it was creepy the way they ended that like and then, just the, after everything we've heard and then like you know, the, the way that this ends is think y'all can see me, man. You goofies don't even proofread. And every chick you ever hit was probably roofied. I know it can't be hard for you balds, but even America's dad had that barbecue sauce. And then it has like the skin at the end. And you're like, oof, that's something serious there. 
But uh, what did you think about this one? I felt like this was a little bit of um, personal. Uh, one, yeah, one line he goes had crazy, crazy doubts, uh, crazy uh, sprouts of depression, slow aggression. Felt like giving up in every session. I told you, losers, you don't choose this profession. Feel like he's getting a little bit personal, kind of telling us how he's kind of. But I, but I love that part, like right. Right. Like, go on. Oh, I was just saying, like, that that's, that's kind of what I got from it. That like, was one of the lines that when I first listened to it, it, it stuck out. Like, I felt, okay, he's, he's letting us know what he's going through, the struggles. But it's also, like, if you really want to be a part of hip-hop, it's not, like, like again, because I feel like it's alluding to the fact that he's authentic mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. world is fake. Like, ain't tripping on Bilbo, we conquer the Uncharted, you know? Like, uh, so it's, like, this, this skill-driven thing. And he's not necessarily the happiest person. Like, he's actually dealing with real-life shit, like depression and problems and fucking hard-ass shit that's that's whatever but the fact is he's drawing the hip-hop even if it's complicated even if there's political bullshit even if there's ups and downs it doesn't really matter because this is his life and it can't be another way like if you're true to the core being part of that culture is something that is just part of you you're you're you don't choose it you're right you can't just become it you just are it or you are not it you know what that's what i kind of took from that right um, in verse two, he goes, um, play, play the alleys like a stray, never pet, sick puppy, it ain't get put down by a vet, fuck did you expect, no connects, this book like the Torah, show respect. Again, like, kind of giving us, like, I played in the, I feel like he's saying, like, I played in the alleyways, I had, like, certain things I had to do to kind of, like, you know, make it through or whatnot, um, and, and I, f- I still feel like he's giving us a little bit of insight of how he kind of grew up and where he's from uh another line uh i laid low work better in, in that pressure cooker hardly broke a sweat there's more dough to, to go collect came through this came through with that lucy dip like i smoked the wet that is that was so dope that was so funny um i you know he laid low he doesn't speak much he keeps to himself he keeps quiet work better under that pressure cooker okay so he's working under pressure which is clever and pressure cooker i'm assuming he's cooking drugs that's just me well it's also I mean, work better in that pressure cooker. So on the one hand, it could be like that, but it also, it's a kid ludes that it's got that feel to it, but it could also just be like the stress and pressure of life, of having people come at you, the expectations and shit, it puts the pressure on them, which refines you into a better person. Hardly broke a sweat. There's more dough to go collect. I think he's drug dealing. I don't think, but again, I, I think he's talking about the music, right? I mean, it alludes I to mean, it. I mean, yeah. Like what about his project? I mean, there's a line that's literally like, someone else on the project you know they were in Canada goose but can't go to Canada like I don't think he I've heard anything from him that kind of goes in that direction I think he has a past per se but he wouldn't I don't get the feeling that he'd rap it wasn't like that so direct but uh, okay but to be clear I don't think this is when you say direct do you mean like present chase a check never chase a bitch motherfucker spent years trying to get me in the mix I laid low worked better in that pressure cooker hardly broke a sweat there's more to collect came through with that Lucy dipped like I smoked a wet shit I used to catch the H into the to me, that just sounds like a guy grinding, chasing his dream, putting in the work, etc. It was hard. It wasn't easy to come through. Eluding that street lingo where it could be in that way, it's relatable to that shit. Right. But I'm not saying that as a, I'm selling drugs. I'm saying it like I come from that world. Maybe I'm not kind of authentic. You know what I mean? Fair enough. Um, and then just one line that I felt funny. Uh, Smoke the dower and set, set shit off like Boba Fett while these fancy clowns wearing was wearing gowns at the Met. 
Especially with the current Met with its camp theme, which Joe Budden and friends taught Chris all about, is why I'm, I'm picturing. <laughs> I love his podcast. Um, yeah, so that's, that's a point. Y'all fake and fancy. I'm OG legit. Um, but I, I enjoyed the song. This was this was really cool. I felt like there was, again, personal aspects to the song. The beat was on point. Um, and it, it just had this, like, the, the, the Bill Cosby outro was pretty cool. The way that it, it, it kind of ended on a creepy note made me kind of just be like, well, there's, like, he's trying to give out some message. Like, I think. But it's, it's kind of questioning, like, look at these people who are famous, look at these expectations, look at this type of thing. No, but you know? that's it. That's it. Like, it's, it's, and I, and I kind of took it a little bit more in terms of, like, um, the world itself. Like, even, even when you idolize somebody, right? Like, take Bill Cosby as an idol, forget, like, anything else when you idolize somebody and then they turn out to be something else or whatever it is it's like you start to feel a certain way you start to feel like a part of you or you betrayed yourself or whatever because you can find it in this idolization or whatever so like it, it to me it kind of felt like he's also trying to give out this message like you really got to be careful with who you trust who you talk to who you kind of deal with who you kind of message with because as much as they've got that secret sauce you don't really know what that sauce is like you don't really know what their intentions are at the and end of the day. They could be trying to roofie and rape you. Exactly. Four point two one five. All right. Why don't we then move on to the babushka? Babushka means grandma, and that is some grandma ass backing music up in this track. And first of all, this this was the moment that I saw brilliance in the beat making because like. Everything I said consistent is the same sounding shit over. Nope, this one sounds fucking different. I yep. mean, it's the same basic overall tone of vibe. Yep. Just babushka music. I feel like it's a little bit more homey, a little bit more like it's not your average. I don't want to say average, but like it's not your your general sound. Like this is this is when you hear this, you you go to a place like. Yeah, and then when you listen to the raps, it still kind of sounds like your old drug. Like, prefer to kick back, count stacks, eat count chocolate in my pajamas, can't stop a deadline on something that's timeless. But and, it kind of feels like it's off the top. Next year, opening for Primus. And so you get the sense that, you know, he already has money coming in. He's not very stressed. He doesn't feel a lot of pressure. He doesn't want to deal with deadlines. He's just going to do what he does. And when it's ready, it's out. And y'all just accept it. And, and that's what's up. And then because of his work, he's going to get to that next place. You'll be done talking out the side of your mouth, like Don and Mus, like what you thought I was doing before. I dropped that eponymous, man. I miss being kind of anonymous. There's more to it than rap. You have to be some sort of politician, social worker, slash economist. I ain't fun at his rigmarole, and there's no need to dig him a hole. That's a dope line. Um, but like, I, yeah, because I guess the dead people and digging a hole. No, I was but talking. But like in general, just the part where you, it's like when you do. So when your old Drew dropped, in case you weren't aware, people thought he was like Nas or something like that. Nobody knew who he was. He was just kind of a name. And okay, people were so like, I'm not crazy dropping. for thinking that he sounds like Nas on this album. No, like he sounded like Nas song. his whole fucking career, according to like people thought Nas was like releasing a secret project under your old Drew at first. Mm. Then people found out who he was and whatever. So he's kind of pointing out when I was just putting out music and nobody knew who I was and it was just easy it was fucking great then people found out who he was and all of a sudden like you know the microscope appears and everybody cares and shit and he's kind of pointing out i don't like that shit nah it's not very fun and then kind of goes back into like sorry uh kind of just wanting to like 
be mm. himself and whatnot. You know, like, now fuck with me, get your mama head, it's way too safe in his climate, catch him while he brunching and punch him in his face, knock over his kale omelette, and that cute little sour balsamic put him in a fiend like a needle, fuck a Heimlich. And so, in this world, it's a little bit PC and stuff, and he can't play the social politics game required with being in the spotlight. He's an unfiltered fucker ready to go. And if you think about it on that level, this old-timey beat is saying, I kind of miss the old days where people could be proper in the way that they live some shit like my babushka had, you know? Right. Um, the line that I did want to talk about was the... Um there's more to there's more to it than rap. You have to be some sort of politician, social worker, uh, right. slash economist, and I, I that really stuck out to me because it's like I've been thinking that for a while. Like, yeah, I want to be a rapper. I want to make music, but then I have to kind of I I kind of always find myself asking myself like, all right, what happens if I pop and I'm a rapper? What the fuck's my next move? And I guess for the longest time, and I know this is my own personal experience, but I feel like it's the only way I can explain how I feel with this song, um, or at least this line. Um, for the longest time, I just wanted to make music. I just wanted to just be an artist, just pop out there, here's an album, here's music, here's this, whatever. But I think that in in like nowadays, you can't just be an artist. You have to be, you have to do something. You have to branch out and kind of like give back to your community. And give. And I'm not saying that that's not what artists have ever done. No, they've always given back. But I feel like there's a difference between choosing to give back and then having this expectation of now that you're this, that you've achieved this level of success, you're obligated to morph into a different, di like move into a different direction where we can accept you still. Because if you're just going to make music, nah, you might fall off. And I feel like, but if that's what people are choosing to do, like, just let them make music. I don't, I don't know. I guess I'm just conflicted with my own thoughts. It's just that there's bigger thoughts. shit than that, right? So, right. I mean, the fact that, like, you can't just be an artist and that social politics play in ties into shit like censorship and it ties to purity of the art form. And if you look at the way that pop music shapes people's expectations, I mean, without checks and balances, it's like anything can run rampant and so you want to just make music cool but that's not true you also want people to hear your shit and to get to that point if everybody's just listening to bobo motherfucker telling you to pop a bunch of pills and kill yourself nobody might be listening to your shit you know like it just then what is the impact of that on everything what does that do to future generations what is the 14 year old listening to the bobo rapper compared to how many people might hear a year old drew can get inspired so it's like you know it's just there's a bigger conversation to be had about that shit um, I don't know, I give it a 4.6 because the beat's better. And I really fucking dig the overall concept. And, and like, it's a short little ditty. It's one of the smaller ones on this project. It's a minute and a half, but it does a lot with that minute and a half. I mean, I gave it a 4. I thought it was, it was, it, it was what it was. It wasn't, it kind of, it was a bring you back to my hometown, kind of like nostalgic a little bit. I feel for him. And he just kind of did his thing on it. It, it didn't really, and now I'm not saying that everything has to be structured, right? But it didn't feel like this was a structured song. This felt like we're going to take it back to the old school and just do what you do and have fun. Now, maybe, you know, maybe he wrote a, maybe he wrote a track to this. Maybe he actually wrote bars to this or whatnot. But I, I feel I like this is a track, Chris. Right. Um, but it kind of has this like kind of free flowing feel to it for me. But, like so does the whole project. It's just kind of this is what I gotta say. Like I think no no no, no I no, think no. only one of the songs before this even has a hook. Like everything has kind of had this form to that's, it. But that's what I'm trying to say. Like when I say free flow, I feel like th this song itself, the way that I'm interpreting it and the way that it kind of it was presented and I'm and I'm 
taking away from it is like it really just feels like this is the old time music i'm just gonna kind of spit a freestyle on this i'm not gonna lie the whole album sounds like that okay that's my point like lyrically this is as consistent as like what what i'm trying to ask then is what song doesn't feel like that the, the last one like the, the first couple of songs didn't feel like a, like a freestyle i me. mean gyros is just like a verse he just drops it and it goes right but it, it felt more <laughs> like just one of those one verse tracks like it wasn't just like go and do it like it had a little bit i mean of a build what's up, the different of, what's i don't know it just it just sounded it just it, there's no difference i guess if that's how he raps that's how he raps i'm not discrediting that it I just mean, felt like, more i'm just trying to understand what about this one feels not like what i think it's just maybe because maybe for me it's just like it's short and that's kind of what i associate it with and that's just my i do just sounds like he wrote till he was done and then he was done on that one when he was done and then they have their little skit at the end with the the thing and it's just whatever i, I wasn't know. so into that part i don't know anyway uh, the next track on this project features Mac Hami again, and it's called Funeral March, The Dirge. This is a great fucking beat. Just kind of uplifting in this dark, depressing way, and they just fucking rap over it solemn. And honestly, the way they flow, they may as well be freestyling for how natural it sounds, how airy just lets off. Points, man. Miracle fucking flowiness to it all. You know, it may as well just be. I think it was written, but it could be freestyling. How do you feel about this song, Chris? I do enjoy their back and forths and how they mesh together. Um, I feel like there's this kind of like army sounding, like like, like just with the trumpets and everything. It just kind of sounds like a, well, it's a funeral march. Like it's like kinda exactly. Like, so that was that was cool. Um, they did their thing. Honestly, so there wasn't. What Chris lyrics. isn't telling you <laughs> is that the lyrics have the intro part up there. Four bars. So Hami coming in, and then Ural Drew kicks in the beginning, and he was like, "I, I wasn't overstanding without Genius's assistance." Yeah, that's it. That's basically it. Um, I left it with a four on five. I don't really know what they said overall. Well, here's a, a great, parts. brilliant line I enjoyed, considering the title. Just a bunch of closed caskets, open cases. A lot of motherfucking murders in the hood and shit, but nobody nobody gets caught. Just in one line, depth. Or when Macami's like, that's worth a half a mil. Some folk ain't got nothing. Others are rich, you have to kneel. That's the deal. My ratchet pill, you push on daffodil. Rapid chill. And then Drew just cuts him off midline, perpetuating the facade of a trapper still. Wow. Y'all must be snorting volume. Only plug you ran office is when you forgot to tell them to buy your album. These guys be dry snitching, gossiping like women do, but skimming through your album. Y'all on sound y'all on sound like bad criminals. And when I heard that, I'm like, there's no way that that other line was him dry snitching himself as a drug dealer. You know what I mean? He said that on this song. Why would he be so inconsistent? Fair enough. But, like, I hear this, and when you consider it, it's like, again, um, apparently, and I asked this because somebody in the, the comments on Rap Genius, the site that Ural Drug is in a fan of, uh, said, this song made me sign up to say someone on these lyrics. Are they Griselda shots or am I crazy? So now I have to know, internet, is this taking shots at Griselda? Because, yo, I like Griselda, too. And if all these little crews I'm liking are beefing and shit, that's going to be exciting because I'm actually in the loop on that shit. Um, so I just wanted to know if y'all could, like, comment on that and let me know. But you do get the sense here that they're established, they're proper, they're actually doing their thing. Um, meanwhile, there's some fake-ass rappers who might be bragging about 
crimes they don't actually commit or if they are they're snitching themselves out they're maybe not behaving in a proper real g's moving silence mentality i love the idea that the only plug you ran off with implying you're not actually selling drugs is that plug of when they could have plugged your own album and you chose not to because you have no fucking balls i was like that's fucking dope y'all sound like terrible criminals i'm not really into that shit is basically the vibe he's doing it um one of my favorite lyrics that i don't know if everyone's gonna catch it unsung like an instrumental let it play add words then collect the proceeds and i was like that is one of the best lines on this album so unsung like an instrumental there's no lyrics on that shit he lets it play okay or like a video that you let play like this very video you clicked on that you're playing through with some little yellow lines there that is ads and AdWords, that, or AdWords, you know, AdSense and that whole universe, I guess AdWords and AdSense aren't exactly the same. AdWords would be like more the keyword targeting that you would do to push your ad to the front, which would then in turn collect you money from AdSense. So they're related. Uh, but when you add words to a naked instrumental and put the song out, it kind of functions in the same way. Either way, collect the proceeds. That's what's up. That's, I put oof in my notes because it was such a hotline. Or when he goes, um, be on stage, hit the Grammys like Kendrick's uh, good, but old Droog is better. Whoever's contest that is Grim, uh, old Droog is the best. Uh, whoever contest that is Grim Repercussions. Like it's the Grim Reaper and there's fucking cushions. And I'm like, that's dope. That's fucking ridiculously dope in the sense that he manages to take... Re it's like when you get Scrabble and you get next level points because you're putting words on words like that. Like somebody put down Grim Reaper thinking they're cool and you're like, oh, you think you're cool? That triple bonus score? Well, that's what happens when I put cushion on that motherfucker. And I like that a lot. This is my favorite song on the album. Oh, nice. At this point, at least. It's a five on five. The back and forth is dope. The lyrics is fucking dope. The whole feel is fucking dope. And it's it's dope. I don't know what else to say. It's dope. So Chris is like, I, I, I don't have much more to say either. It's a four it's on five. I enjoyed this song. It's almost like off. Chris is consumed by drinking at Devil Springs. Okay, this beat type sounds kind of stand up. It's got a fucking good feel to it. Spoiler alert, the lyrics weren't there when Chris reviewed the album. You know how I know? Because I added the fucking lyrics to Genius after Chris was at well, Chris was at work, and then he comes to my place after work. So I know that. So, Chris, what's your grade? <laughs> um, it was a four. <laughs> Do you have other comments? Just so that they know I'm not really being a shit. I mean... No, that's that's I, I've been doing it. this with Chris for over I two literally years. read it on the way here and I was like, I still don't get it, but the song's cool. So on that note, if so, the lyrics are wrong, I transcribed it and I'm not a great transcriber. Anyway. Some short wordy hype. Oh, that's my notes. I fucking added my notes to Genius. <laughs> anyway, he's and then you have like the B going like, ain't no and then we got some uh no no so he goes ain't no 99 bananas we got some devil springs like that smoking on deck and then it goes there's no one fucking with me and then it kind of vibes a bit with playing up on the beat he's responding i'm like that's cool we haven't seen a lot of that on the project and then lyrically i just thought this whole fucking verse is dope can't just wear one i need several rings he's got like this upbeat faster pace like rapping to this one hell band like we sipping devil springs the aim is to not get big and famous do this if i was nameless they couldn't see me back when i was a little ignoramus talk to 
team with some cracks in my boss of briefs. You ain't what to do with the L's. You ain't know what to do with the L's. Oh, I put the wrong no. Embarrassing. Uh, what? How a doctor? How a doctor to leave end careers? Mike checking like a fat dude eating it. it. Will take seconds. Too much. Gotta put in the doggy bag for later. More than enough for you haters and swag aggregators. Basically. He's legit about that craft. He's not in it for the fame and shit. He's in it for the purity of it. To drop that dope shit and get that money and do his things all proper, proper. Whereas the contrast is a bunch of flashy fuckers in it for the swag and whatnot. I really Which like a lot. I really like when he's like, I'm an innovator, secret technique integrator. Before I be you, I stick my dick in a grater, turn my zucchini into batter. You know your role. Use a fan. Just because we chill one time doesn't mean I'm your man. Oh, that's your man? He's a snake. Only met me in passing like he saw me at a wake. Trying to network like old Drew. He's a star. Your daughter back home swallowing dicks, huh? Thinking it's up. This is my favorite line in the album. Thinking it's all PG like Disney, you should see how nasty her picks are. Cause Disney picks are, get it? And then that's not PG because she's slopping on some fucking dicks with her mouth. Maybe she's got a cock in her ass or some shit. It's some nasty ass, not so Pixar stuff. Like Disney's so PG that in the Lion, the Wish, and the Wardrobe, there's a whole war scene, not a drop of blood. I digress. This song kind of follows suit in the same line of what we've been hearing so far. I mean, I'm not really expecting a bunch of new now, but I did think this is just as fly as everything else we've heard. I did really enjoy it. I mean, I wrote out all those lyrics, so I wanted to read them to y'all and whatnot, but honestly, there's just fly rhyming touches on the same sort of stuff 4.5 on 5 ridiculously great track one thing i did want to comment is um as while i was reading it on the way here and going through the verse um i like how he kind of looks it kind of seems like he's just doing it for the craft itself says a lot more i feel about the song and the way that you would write as an artist than when you're just doing it for the money um I like how a lot of and a lot of the rappers that I hear that are like this lyrical and this deep, they're not really these type of flashy rappers. At least the ones that I listen to or that I've or that I've heard of, they're not really flashy and all up in your face and whatnot. They kind of do stick to themselves and kind of play more of the I'm gonna say underground scene, but just just very very loosely. I'm not using that term heavily. Um, so I, I think I think that says a lot, and I like how he follows it up with like. This is why I don't have to be flashy because I can write things like this. So, fair enough, and it's that good. Like as a writer, and I'm a professional writer, as in not like I'm an author or some shit. As in part of my day job, my profession involves me writing, like blogging and shit. Like I literally write for a living. Therefore, I'm super into writing, and I like a good writer. You know what else is delicious? S'mores. S'mores are fucking delicious. This tracks about darkness and awful shit like as and i don't mean that like whatever i think it's about how like dark and aimless everything is you know know the ashy life so well still take the little lotions for check out the hotels as in that's the dark side of life being poor and shit to the point where even though he might not be no more his mentality has him still jacking free lotions and shit from hotels but who doesn't jack the free lotions from the hotels it says complimentary that means it's free Crib filled with empty pizza boxes and lawn chairs. But every time I think that I'm in trouble, my work bubbles like Montclair's. And then my fa- one of my favorites, dudes wearing Canada goose can't even get into Canada. Damn shame. I have a friend of mine who wanted to go see Kodak Black. What happened to Kodak Black? Can't get into Canada over some dumbass gun shit. Like, you just keep seeing it. Like It's weird to think that like you can't get into Canada. You know, like for me, that's a weird idea, but 
we're actually cracking down on our border because you guys are cracking down on the border so it's fucked up imagine you can't even come party in montreal that is actually something you're missing out on. But Maul comes to Montreal like twice a week, apparently. Really? From Joe Budden? <laughs> yeah, he, he came up. There's an actual episode where they they dank on him because he came up to Montreal, went back down to the States and came right back up. I think it's because I'm talking so much shit. I do not want to get clipped, but I, I remember nobody, it's like... Nobody cares if you talk shit he, about Maul. He, um, I do. I respect Maul. Straight up. I'm going to say that. Um, I love, I fucking love the whole podcast. Um, he, I guess he forgot something. The joke was like, Maul's the type of guy who will go to Montreal, forget his wallet in the States, come back and then drive back to Montreal the same night. And he's like, well, fuck, I was chilling. That's fair. Um, I liked it still. Um, I, so he goes through, Yorl Jig does that whole first verse and it's proper. But really, I was interested in Lil Ugly Mane's verse. And really? part of why I wanted to talk about this is simply because, like the whole album, when I saw Lil Ugly Mane was featured, I was like, oh, that's exciting. Because Bonnie and I talked about his album, oh fuck, what's it called? The one with the red cover, the 10 minute EP. Um, I can't remember what it's fucking called now something whatever you guys know what i'm talking about you little ugly man fans we did the fucking review of the project or it says corrupted by the darkness who fall into an endless sleep and whatever that that project it was a, such an interesting exploration of like the aimlessness of stuff and the consequences of your actions and maybe what you put out into the world and shit either way you listen to the lyrics a juggle diagnosis is catatonic magic potion static hopeless manico to focus knocked around by nauseous oceans put the emphasis on endlessness behold the prince of emptiness and it's just this like vague way of pointing out that like i'm a little bit fucked up and maybe not so sober and everything's kind of crazy and out there but i feel empty and it just looks like this whole verse looks at emptiness you know uh just a mask of squirming rats that gnaws skin and bloody fat drainage of a solitude that pools beneath his crooked feet nothing but the bones of me cold and barely moving just picture this decrepit broken vile rotting potpourri it's fucking great man an idle hand that masturbate confusion was suggested to listen to your voice a million times and never hear it i'm alone in my abandon and i'm slowly disappearing the ugly man the king of all that's empty popping off them things till they empty buying out the bar till the last bottle empty oops they try to hide but they're gonna see them eventually anyway uh i really just like this thing man it just feels like he's so into the dark blunt honesty and depression of his life let's say that he just puts it out like this is what's real to him he is and, real <clears throat> and then wiki comes in and does the third verse you know i i don't think it's quite as potent per se but it's also fucking good like uh bulges bu uh, bucks bulging slut sluts closing who the fuck chosen must be the luck of the much chosen i'm glowing up at my pulpit who the culprit of the bullshit i've been hearing roast him thought you was close to him trying to toast him like you ain't got shit you owe him like i ain't saying no to him keep it going got a lot of shit to speak unspoken like how is 2019 and fiends still be doping so it's kind of like people still fake i'm not lying you know just the fact that the opiate epidemic like it's so bad with the fucking uh, opiate situation that canada is pumping ads all the time on what to do I'd, uh if you see somebody like it's a good samaritan law you won't go to jail if you did drugs too just call the fucking 911 or like i did first aid training recently and there was a whole thing on getting narcan and how to deal with that situation because it's actually so fucking prevalent and they teens what no one told them they ain't see now i'm supposed to say that's the way it be and again the role Wait. models yeah 
So if I like, if you're at a, if as a teenager you're at a party, you're all fucked up, and one of you call nine one one, the person over who, somebody having an overdose, yeah, yeah, yeah. the yeah, person yeah. who did the drugs isn't in trouble. Like if you're also high and you call them, you're immune from being charged for that in that you're context. Still, you're still in that proper state to call nine one one. You made that judgment call. Anyway, it's so fucking good to me. I feel like this track is one of the best on the absolute album. Dark, grimy, lyrical, but multiple styles of lyricism, and everybody just compliments each other so fucking well. And I gave this song a five on five and i really 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 enjoyed it i liked the song i thought it had a lot of different creativity to it um i don't actually have anything not not anything negative to say besides the fact that i felt like it dragged on i don't know if it was just because i given my schedule i'm doing this friday nights late at night so i'm slightly tired but I don't know if it was because I was tired no, like drain, a, or like, but it felt just like. But let's say you're not catching all the references and it just sounds like you got to listen to this right. barrage of lyrics. I can see how if you're because there was at least one song here where I was like, OK, I had to like force myself to get into it because my brain was like, OK, this has been a huge barrage. It's not simple to chain listen to this album. Fair enough. Uh, but I do I do like the different styles. Uh, Ugly Mane really kind of captivates that dark empty feeling inside which um i i really kind of went back and really listened to because i wanted to see if he if it's if it's more like there's actually real emotion in there um it doesn't just seem like an act it's it, it's coming from a specific place of like understanding and and and, and what he's saying is like really just he's sat and thought about this for years it's kind of what I'm, I'm feeling like uh your old droog did really good i don't think i really guess i understood his verse uh on what he was trying to say and wiki to me just felt like he was smoking having a good time uh kind of like we out here living a little bit um so i, I thought i thought it was it was it was a nice track I left it with a four just because I was like, oh my God, it's over now. Like That's it's fine. Just, Chris yeah. didn't like it. Why don't we talk about the ugly truth that like Chris didn't like it? Man, this is another great lyrical fucking onslaught. I mean, right off the jump. Check, check. Oh, shit. If you don't like truth, then you don't like truth. Get them. I don't goof around in the soundproof booth. I need the crown like your brown tooth. They try for the youth. I don't salute the anthems like Mahmoud Abdul Raouf. I don't know who that is. Um, he apparently created controversy by refusing to stand for the national anthem. And oh, I can see. That's a clever way of citing the intent without using the Kaepernick obvious move. Good on you, my man. Here's a nugget from the king to real thing, not a puppet on a string. So right out the jump. His lines are real, and I take some appreciation to that. I rap, I'm not famous by any means, but I don't lie in my rhymes. I take that shit super serious. I don't like to say grandiose shit. I don't like to exaggerate. Well, maybe a little exaggeration, but I don't like to like make shit up about who I am to get fucking things. I don't like to lie to the kids and shit. I don't like to be a bad role model. I don't like right. to salute bullshit anthems. I don't like to, you know, like getting a bag is a good motive, but if all your be all end all is to get a bag, like go fuck yourself. There's more to life than that shit, you know? I it just flows on through. Like, it's really just great rhyming in the same vein of the type of shit we've been going on to. Um, 
I liked when it goes, where the hell have you been? Got props from Face Mob. And if I uh, no, understand correctly, Scarface is responsible for Face Mob. Yep. I'm the dude who made only Bell for Cuban links. Do you know who that is? That's motherfucking Raekwon. I'm going to see Raekwon July 12th because I cop tickets for the Wu-Tang and they ain't nothing to fuck with. So the, both those props went to him in the same week. And then he goes, word. And I like that because word is bond is something Raekwon says a lot on Bill for Cuban links. Ain't nothing you can tell me. I've been the truth. They just want someone cuter. And so what I'm hearing there is it's not really about your rhymes then. And if you think about what Machine Gun Kelly had to say to Mr. Marshall Mathers in his classic song, Rap Devil, he pointed out how ugly Eminem is and how he's not fashionable and shits. I'm sick of the sweatsuits and a corny beard. Let's talk about it. And really, when did it come to a point where what you look like and being attractive is the big thing? Fuck that. All the old classic rappers are kind of ugly. Instagram and, is not But, like, that's the Facebook, thing. It's like, honestly, Twitter, if I was, like, a model, media, my career would be a lot fucking hotter. Like, if I look like Brad Pitt and shit, I'd be doing better. And the world is that fucking vain it's fucking whack whereas now nah, i'm not about that life neither is old droog it's about fucking pride it's about the real shit it's about doing it proper so question you oh think hold that on money machine clicking caught out robot robot chicken making waves with adult swim y'all in the kiddie pool hey because robot chickens on adult swim that's a fucking good line anyway go on um, well, you remember how he had a line on one of the tracks? He was talking about like when I wasn't famous, I was. It was he kind of enjoyed that better. Well, anonymous, not necessarily famous. Right, right. Do you think that that might change the game? Like, imagine if like you just put out music anonymously and never had an interview or well, nothing. Well, if I had like all the money coming in, that sounds like perfect. You can just be like whatever. But personally, I, I kind of like. I'm a little more vain than your old Drug. But right. really, as I get older, there's some part of me that almost wishes we did this anonymous, and you didn't know who it was and he didn't see my face because it's a scary world out there but still i like when he goes from mickey d's that uh, in the fall i'm sorry thumping out your old droog will always come to light thumping out every car every summer night in the fall and the spring and the winter from mickey d's down by rent center no catchphrase or tricks my lyrics be my signature bitch it's what's gonna help me get richer you know so it's really just like about that authenticity that's what i think like he he takes his music so serious and he's such a talented rapper that he knows that it's just gonna be that authentic shit that people like I like it's too. fucking dope this song's a 4.75 hype beat hype fucking experience excellent fucking song uh i like the line herbs only th uh, tough on phones or on a computer hide behind a screen like a spied up shooter uh your biggest haters closet closeted fans i like that that's some real shit like a lot of the people who kind of hate what you do are kind of also the same people who want to kind of be you because they envy what you're capable of doing or the work you're putting in that's what a hater is um i also like sound better when it's not forced clowns mad i wouldn't get on their song calling me uppity oh he's snobbity i just need that bag first like a cup of tea that was that was pretty cool i mean I it's a true point like i mean i don't mind working with you if i holler at you and i'm like i want to work with you but let's say i don't necessarily want to be working with you it's it, like even to accept to do a song that's like eight to ten hours of your life probably maybe less depending on who you are and how much effort you put in I'm, I'm exaggerating a bit but if you think about just the talking with the other person the back and forth the recording it the sound engineering all of that shit that goes into it it's effort so if i want to do the song it's a cool idea but it, it's not uppity to be like nah i don't want to do it 
it's then it's like, oh, you want me to do it? Incentivize me with some cash. Hey, I want to do it now. Right. That sounds like it's uppity, but it also sounds like you want to hook up from Droog if you're not willing to pay. Now, Droog wants to do it with you. He'll let you know. Otherwise, you're not being a good Droog to a Euro Droog. Anyway. Business, man. Uh, but those were just a couple lines that I actually enjoyed. I do think that uh, the way that he presented this song and called it the ugly truth and how he just kind of, I guess, divulged a lot of just information was just really, really cool and honest. I left it with a 4.2. All right. Well, the truth is we might be chasing lots of people watching our podcast or we might be chasing ghosts. So about a year ago and two days, I fell off my bike and it fucked up my hairline. And so I think it's to this day I cut my hair. And this is exactly one year without going to a barber or no shit. That's how much hair I can grow in a year. Um, so this song is the cool. one I had a little bit of trouble getting into. So I started talking about my hair. It's uh, it's a little familiar, familiar sounding and whatnot, and it does feature uh, Rock Marciano, who does sound great. But if I go to like your Drug, get on the mic like the first time, long time body rappers with my worst rhyme, strong rhyme. The fans speeding off from chasing the ghost. The cats who held New York down like the Mason in the Post. So he's solid. He's chasing the purity. He's going after the excellent squads. And you know what? I know I'm sounding a little bit whatever, but listening to this one, I, I felt like Chris. Five songs ago, and I was having some trouble like getting into it. That's all I'm trying to say. Like, damn right, I got a story to tell from hell to euphoria, a glorious tale. In order to succeed, I really had to fail. Trying to kick in that door to no avail, dead or to luck. Felt like I was struck a never ending game of Pac Man. Couldn't get it back. Rhyme Lucy's for Pakistan, too short. And you know what? I'm not trying to hate on this because when I listen to it and I think about it, it's as good as everything else we've been listening to. And the rhymes is proper. And you listen to his story and it is inspiring to see a guy. And I love the fact that he could admit that it wasn't this perfect, glamorous thing. There were hard times. It wasn't simple. He still did it, you know? Uh, y'all seen my bitch like she, y'all, y'all ain't seen my bitch like she in a Muslim garb when she bows not to make a salat. It said, "Honey, money, I'm gonna make a salat on the ground like a peppercorn up in the land of the crooks." You know, there's some secrecy to his world. Everything's about that grind, about that situation. It's totally fine. I don't really have a lot more to add to it. It's a good verse that is equal to all the other verses. Well, there's two verses here. And then Rock Marciano's there too, and he does his part and. It's good. He sounds proper next to him, but I just don't know that I really have a lot that I can say about it. It's a fine verse. That white gold's about a quarter milli. I'm looking really sassy when I sport my jewelry. Horace and Remy, Lord forgive me if I'm talking silly. Spill the lorkin and then go toss the semi sorta like a frisbee. I'm like, okay, it's all right. It's not great. It sounds a little bit more like the people that Droog is talking about than droog himself then drew comes back after and does a whole other verse and i'm still like i'm like okay it's fine like days off you don't see me wilding i'm eating chicken wins with scallions with meg the stallion freestyling writing rhymes ouija sipping fiji by the gallon watching rappers pass the musical guest on drew me fallon with more shitty performances than gg allen it's true i don't know that i want to go on jimmy fallon i don't like that guy I would rather not go on his show, even if there was money at stake, personally. It just feels like it's the same sort of shit. Um, Y'all fake. We legit. That's what's up with it. But I had a lot more trouble getting into it. But objectively, I recognize it's very good. So I give it a 4.35 on 5. Nice. Um, For me, the song, I feel like there's this sense of uh, honesty to it. Now, in terms of chasing ghosts, I feel like it's kind of like they're chasing their dream. 
the first verse drew kind of gives off this feel of like this is kind of where he comes from this is what he's been doing growing up he, he you know he kind of told himself he'd make money he told his girlfriend he'd make money he'd make a lot of it and that's kind of the idea of this song is that they are chasing this dream of fame money uh comfortability security stability sta stability whatever um and that's kind of what I get the flow of going through uh, Droog's verse, you know, dead out my luck, felt like I was stuck in a never-ending game of Pac-Man, couldn't get back, rhyme Lucy for the Pakistan, like, it, it's, you kind of just feel like he's doing all of this to, to, to get, achieve and succeed and move forward. Um, same thing with uh, Rock Mar Marciano. Um, kind of get this idea that he's like kind of already now, now they're he's kind of got money he's caught you know the james cost him a quarter mil uh but you also still get this halfway through the verse you get this like kind of like we grew up like this we kind of have this mentality that we wanted to to be this we we kind of drink and we get the the barbershop lineups to look crispy as if like we need to look good to be rich and you have to look rich to be rich and all that type of mentality um and then on the third verse, I feel like your old Drew kind of takes it on a flip side and goes like, well, I'm rich now um, and shit's still like the Wild Wild West. I'm coming out blazing, do what I got to do. But it's like there's still things that are happening. Like even though he's still now at this part of his life, he's still chasing a bigger ghost, a bigger dream in a sense. Kind of like what he sees, the money bags, the millions and trillions of dollars that he could have is like the ghost in a sense the the whatever women cars drugs however you want to look at it what succession is it's like those are the ghosts and there's always going to be a ghost and that's kind of what i got from this and the way he kind of like hear the voice of the uh, of the yod sermon like this became a like a whole ceremony like this whole thing of trying to learn and, and educate you on like this is part of the struggle that we chase is that we're trying to be something and then when we become it we want to be something else now that's even more developed and we can't like it's kind of like you'll never be happy right. in a way that's kind of what i'm getting at i really thought it was cool i enjoyed it i gave it a 4.3 all right why don't we talk about the haunted house beat that's not a house beat so it's like a haunted house beat that is a house beat and it plays through for a while and it's all right the beat's actually kind of cool it's flowing and then it cuts to like this phone call and it's like yo what happened and then matt kami just does a literally it literally is like he phoned in the verse but i bet he was in the studio and they used that previously mentioned phone effect yeah and he raps this shit or it was super fucking hard to listen to because it had that effect on it and it sounded like it was coming through a phone and i said to myself because the lyrics aren't online I don't give a fuck enough to actually put in any effort to transcribe or quote anything on this because it was just this fuzzy fucking rap verse at the end of the song. So I didn't. The, the house beat part is, is really nice. I did but it's enjoy, not a house beat. I, I enjoy listening to the beat, how it ended. Probably would have given it like a 4.25. But that part at the end I didn't enjoy. I felt like it was effort that I had to put in, but it wasn't for Droog. It was for Droog's homie, which is fine, but that's not the same thing as Chini Sanitation spoiling it. I'm not paying you for transcriptions of Mac homies part at the end of your song, Droog. So I gave it a 4.1. I recognize it's fun. I, mean, I bet if I listened to it, I could hear that the rhymes were good. I'm not trying to... It was rapped really well. It was just 
it was okay it was like what is this unlike which we forgot to mention the dope ass acapella part of like the ugly truth mix where it just fucking like cuts through and he's just rapping it sounds dope this didn't sound that dope nice uh i actually kind of i enjoyed this it was just an instrumental it was bumping i had a great time kind of putting on repeat uh my thoughts of the um little freestyle thing was kind of cool um kind of felt like an audition like the way he ended it was like was that good what do you think man like he had that confidence in him and stuff so i don't know i felt like he was just kind of paying homage to his buddy he just kind of giving his buddy a little shout out at the end and it was nothing too po- it, it, i guess it was supposed to not sound polished or whatnot i think he may have phoned it in but it just seemed really raw and authentic and just off the top and that, that was kind of old school about it so it was cool that's fine there's still a good song left on this project though so why don't we talk about 90 from the line i mean i don't have a lot more to comment thematically on this track it, it has a hook though and the hook is pretty nice when them three stop falling and the lines ain't flying i'll be fine yeah it's all good if my body breaks down i'll just beat them with my mind you know like i know i fucked up the rhythm i don't care you know, truth be true, because I make my money at the line shooting 90%. I just get the sense that he's, again, realistically achieving his shit, putting in the work, doing what he's got to do, and uh, rhyming proper. I really enjoyed it. The beat's got this great bop-your-head kind of vibe. It almost feels like it picks you up a little bit after the last track. And yeah, I like when he goes, give a damn about what a sucker said, I'm all about them ducats. And in case you weren't sure what ducats were, he does the comma space pun bread clarifies it the chicken on my mind like buckethead and i find out there's a guy named buckethead who is a guitarist who performs at a kfc bucket on his head yes he's, he's a real thing i've seen him anyway and it just flows on through and he's talking about his girls fucking dope and this and that and i don't know i really enjoyed it i do like when he got the second verse got your boot thing coming like a hurricane licking twat more untouchable than workers at the chicken spot you think she at home watching bird box i'm the bird box behind that foss like Rupert murdoch's stocks my favorite part was he goes from this conventional I'm a fuck your girl shit to literally referencing the guy who owns Fox News and his stocks and shit and showing his kind of next level what fuck rap I'm about to get me crazy bad from Netflix David Letterman money first of all the David Letterman show on fucking Netflix is next level and you absolutely should watch it if you have not stupid pet tricks which is also something I guess David Letterman got rich for ovations not acoustics electrics and pull it off like a guitar lick I heard you with a song said and eh, your rhyme need more garlic anyway it's just proper it's what we've been getting on this album it's a strong fucking end to this shit there's a oh the phone effect skits on this one where they do that and that's how they kind of like end out the album together and it just kind of sounds fun like like yo i'm such a talented rap shit and it just ends with like this fun little sessiony thing at the end with the engineer like this is just what the music process is like we're just doing what feels right and then it sounds good overall 4.5 on 5 excellent way to close out this project super fun to listen to nice I enjoyed the old school track. I enjoyed having that boom bappy feel and kind of bringing it back that way. Um, I honestly don't have much to say. I will tell you the honest truth. I was bored by this. Not like the song itself was boring. It's just this was, for me, a lot of lyrics, a lot of condensed and just into it. Um, but this had that like kind of freeing, refreshing type feel to it. It wasn't so condensed. It was just kind of old schooly and boom bappy. And I know I've repeated myself. That's really all I have to say about the song. Um, I gave it a 4.1. I enjoyed it. It was a good way to wrap up the album. 
Alright, so that's the end of this album, and we are talking again about your old drugs. It wasn't even close project. I give it a 4.56. In the vein of an album dropping in 2019 that sounds like it could come out in like, I don't know, 97, be just as fresh, fucking dope, but with references to let you know it's new. Like, it's, it's excellent. This is for the heads. This is for all the people who consistently whine about how nobody makes good music no more. This is absolutely old school beats rhyming at a top tier level like an absolutely top tier level the flows the, the the actual quality of the words being used everything about this is brilliant so if you're into the deep you gotta listen to it five times to get the message type rhyming i guess if you're a doom fan that type of world this is absolutely a classic in that regard in terms of this modern world of music and shit is it gonna be a classic of the ages i don't know but of all the albums i heard recently this is one of the most pure hip-hop dope ass old school golden era type shit we've come across in a minute and what year did it come out in 2019 fuck out of here with good music isn't being produced that's all i'm trying to say this show just keeps proving time and time again that hip-hop is blesser than it's ever been so my grade is based on my lack of knowing half of the references on the album and the depth and and the depth and the messages coming from it um i gave it a 3.82 um boy oh boy yeah and i think and honestly i'm gonna say this i'm gonna come back to this album once i have put other things under my belt and read a couple more books and kind of got a little bit up there on the smartical ladder but um once i i feel like once i might understand a little bit more and catch more references i think that i could fully grasp the concepts of a lot of these songs um so whenever that gets around i'll let you know when the grade changes but for right now yeah that's what it is to be fair it like it really is the kind of album where you either catch what's being said and see the brilliance or you if you don't it's gonna be just like a lot of wordy like your first wu-tang album is probably not something where you caught all the nuances of what was being said you usually have to listen to it a few times for it to pick up so that's just kind of the kind of album it is so i think this is the kind of reaction you'll get from people people who either get it or not to no disrespect no or like people who just feel like i'm not catching all of these different things anyway that's fine thank y'all for being here with us it means the total world to us that you will watch these reviews i want to look forward to seeing all of your comments we can have a conversation down there like we started with the favorite comment of last week maybe your comment will be that comment you want to talk shit you want to talk positive anything you want to say unlike those other people on youtube i'm okay with you talking shit in my comment section um on top of that uh special thanks to the patrons is mel gadamsey chris prado jonathan barnes dj black hurricane linda williams they support what we do they helped us get a new camera they get access to content early they um sometimes they uh, get to tell us what albums to review so like we'll be covering one of linda williams requests soon uh jonathan barnes in two weeks gets a request from him so if you join us on our patreon you can kind of swing it so if you've been waiting six months for us to uh do an album it's a, it's a great way for you to get us to do your album next week kind of thing not next week but you'll see when we get there um 
I digress. If you want to just support what we do, though, feel free to hit that subscribe button. It really means the world. It tells YouTube we're cool. Hit that like button. It tells YouTube we're cool. Comment tells YouTube we're cool. Big comments tells YouTube we're super cool. Anyway, thank y'all for all that. You know, we both make music. We got shit popping off on this channel. I drop a project. I finished recording. I have an album release coming up in September. It'll be dope. We're going to play some shit on this channel then. Anyway, you want to check it out? You'll see it all pop up. You can check the description of this video for more links or this channel for more videos videos and all that good stuff thank y'all for watching have a wonderful week peace love live long and prosper wow i fucked that